Hello and welcome to The Millennial and the Mom. I'm Maddie, the Millennial. And I'm Katie, the Mom. And welcome to our very first episode. We're so excited to be here. Well, Manny, um, actually, let's take two of our very first episode because your audio was messed up during the first time we tried to do this, but I'm not being critical. I'm happy to be here. I know. It's your friendly reminder to always check your input and output on your Zoom settings, but oh well. We have all of um, zero listeners right now, so hopefully um, we sound okay and you can hear us loud and clear. If not, you know, let us know. Um, this, but like we said, this is our very first episode, so we're super excited to be talking to all of you. Well, we're excited to be here today, and we're talking about something very relatable to both of us, raising a puppy. Um, Maddie's on puppy number one, and maybe her only puppy, based on her experience. <laughs> uh, we as a family have three dogs, two of whom are still with us, rest in peace to our original dog, Sunny. Um, and two came to our family as puppies, and one dog we rescued at about a year old, but let's be real, anyone who knows Aspen, he's still a puppy in many ways, 11 years later. And he's still very much a rescue dog, despite only having spent nine months of his life on the street and, you know, 10 years on a loving family. But um, you can't leave the rescue behind you. That's true. I, the trauma was just too great. Um, but yeah, so my pandemic puppy is turning three next month, which is crazy. Um I think, you know, I'm excited to hear your perspective on raising dogs because, well, well, you've also raised kids. So I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's no way having a baby is harder than raising my puppy, but I'm sure I will be humbled one day when we do have kids. But um, yeah, so I, I think we can get right into it. I mean, let's just rip the bandaid off. Is raising, okay, is raising a eight-week-old puppy the same as raising or dealing with a newborn Oh boy, we're really we're jumping into the spicy topic right at the top. I think let let's save that to the end of the episode. I have a lot of opinions to share about that. But oh my god, wanna, you're gonna make us wait. I'm gonna make you wait. I want to get this episode started off. Like, let's just ease into this. I don't need to get into my spicy takes on this opinion quite yet. Like many, many people, you got a pandemic puppy. Um, as did your sister, one of my other daughters. She also got a pandemic puppy. Um, and so let's talk about why you decided to get to get George, or might I more realistically say, what in the hell were you thinking? I mean, I know you love your grand dog, so I won't take that personally, but um, yeah, I guess. So taking a step back, George is my dog. <laughs> um, he's a, at this point, I guess, almost three-year-old yellow lab, which is absolutely insane. I feel like the past three years have been a blur. Like I feel like I haven't had him for three years, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I got him when he was whatever, you know, you have to wait for puppies. He was either eight weeks or 12 weeks when I got him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like a lot of things I do in my life. It was a relatively rash decision. No um, idea where you got that from. No idea. It's not like my mom's no. a, a rash person either. I but, never, um, I never make rash decisions. <laughs> the apple truly does not fall far from the tree. Um, but yeah, so just taking a step back to a different time. It was late spring 2020. We were, you know, lysoling our groceries and making masks out of t-shirts. Um, and I Memories. was working, yeah, good times, good times. Um but yeah, I was working in investment banking, not like a profession most people would recommend getting a dog during. Um, but I was like, hey, we're work from home. 
Um, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time, which is a super dog-friendly city. Love Charlotte. I now live in New Jersey, just for context. Um, still a dog-friendly city I live in. But and so I was like, wow, it'd be so fun to have a dog right now because like we're stuck at home and who knows when we're going back into the office and like when else would I ever, you know, have a chance to raise a dog. Um, and so I started to look around at that point, like, like mom, you mentioned earlier, like we do have two rescue dogs. Um, and so I liked the idea of rescuing a dog. Um, so I started to look at like the humane society and and a few other places in Charlotte that, you know, you could adopt. And just given the fact that Charlotte, a lot of people have homes and they're not necessarily living in apartments or they have a townhouse or whatever. Um, they really, a lot of them have requirements where you needed a fenced in yard. When I was living in an apartment at the time, all I had was a balcony. Um, and so I quickly kind of realized, okay, it's not going to work for a lot of these places to adopt a dog. And the demand was also starting to get crazy where like they could be selective. They could, you know, give people with homes um, priority. And so I started to look at breeders and what type of dog I would want. Um, I really love golden retrievers. And um, so I started to, you know, look into that. Um, at this point, you could not just like dial up a golden retriever. Like there were lots of wait lists. And so I think the, and then again, I didn't want to like pay to have someone like fly me my dog and all of that. So I was really looking at like North Carolina based breeders and, and there was like multiple litter wait lists at this point. So like you were getting on the wait list to like have a puppy in like a year and a half. Um, which I was like, okay, that's not going to work. So we're going to come out of COVID and whatever, like my windows now. And so I was like, okay, we had a yellow lab, sunny RIP, um, sunshine, but, um, we had a yellow lab growing up and I was like, I love yellow labs. They're basically golden retrievers with less fur. And so I started to look into that and there was this breeder like two hours outside of Charlotte. Um, and they had like a, a fresh litter. They were like little, like two week old puppies at that point. Um, but they hadn't all been, been reserved. So she was like, great. Like we have male puppies available. She sent me a picture of all of them. It was kind of like a, like a rainbow where they were like lightest to darkest. Um, and I picked, you know, a really light white, almost lab. And that's how, you know, I ended up with my special snowflake, George, um, who has... that is fitting. Cause he is a special snowflake, He's a special and... snowflake. Yeah. So that that's actually um, very fitting that he was kind of the lightest one. He was definitely not the lightest one, though, which was shocked. I mean, George is like pretty light and we're going to post photos um, on our Instagram of all of the dogs we discuss in today's episode. So if you're like, oh, I can't wait to check out some cute puppies, go check that out. But um, yeah, he's I mean, he's very light. Um, And I, I guess maybe he's darkened a little bit as he's gotten older, but there was definitely like one or two lighter than him. And then there were multiple ones darker than him. And there was even like a red lab in the mix, which is interesting because I, I guess I just don't really know how it works, but his parents were two yellow labs and they had like a red lab puppy. It was, it was interesting. Something so to dive did, into. You, you didn't pay attention in high school biology about like recessive genes and all that. Should I be concerned? No, I would just assume if like two fair yellow labs had a puppy, they would all be George's color. Well, it's probably like redhead, you know, if you have red hair, it's recessive. Okay, well, but... no, hearing you say that now, it makes sense. But in the moment, I was like, where did this red lab come from? Now I'm embarrassed. I know no, biology. Don't, don't be embarrassed. No, I know you do. You're a very smart cookie. You're a very smart cookie. I mean, I'm not like a scientist, but. 
So you you went and you got George at this breeder, and it was pretty soon after you got him that you realized you had a, a very, shall we say, special puppy. Yeah. So like I said, it was two hours from Charlotte. So my dad actually flew out. My well, boyfriend at the time, now husband, was we were doing long distance. And so he couldn't make it for whatever reason. Um, and my dad didn't want me to do the drive with the dog um by myself. So he flew out and we went. Um, and we are like at this farm in rural North Carolina, um, where they raise labs. And I think the other breed they raised were short haired pointers. And so she's, the breeders like giving me all the paperwork. Cause George is like an AKC lab and, and whatever. And she's going over the vaccines he's been given. And George is like losing his shit. Like he, like I'm holding him, like he's wriggling all over me. And I was kind of like, oh man, like I forgot how squirmy little puppies are. Um, but like, this is so fun. I'm having so much fun. And then she's like, okay, like you're good to go. Like, you know, it's a windy road down to the freeway. And, um, you you know, like if he starts licking his lips and like panting a lot, like it probably means he's going to throw up. But she was like, you probably shouldn't have that many issues. Like my lab, like our labs are pretty hardy and like they do well in the car. Um, the short hair pointers, like sometimes give, have more issues, but like, like he should be fine. Like you'll be fine. And so I'm like, okay. And just to be clear, you had this idealized version that you were just going to be like cuddling this little puppy. Yeah, I thought he was going to like, I, we didn't bring a crate. We didn't bring anything. It was, it's it's actually shocking thinking back to it, like how just like unprepared we were. But yeah, so we had like a beach towel and we're like in my car and I was like, okay, great. Like George and I'm going to sit in the front seat. Like I'm going to cuddle him on the way home. Like dad's going to drive and it was like, we literally like turned out of the driveway. We're like, we're on a straight part of the road. Like it's not even windy yet. And like, George is like losing it. Like he wants to jump out of my lap and into like the floorboard area. And then he's like violently licking his lips and he's like panting. And I was like, oh my God, like he's going to throw up. And dad's like, no, like, it's fine. Like, he's going to be okay. Like, he's just like getting used to being in the car. And then he like throws up all over the car we like don't we like have this one beach towel that like he's supposed to be sitting on and so like we don't have anything to really clean the car up with and then dad's like okay like maybe you should sit in the back seat with him so he has like you know it was like a sedan so there was like a you know three seats or whatever he's like he can move around and he's not like sitting on your lap and your legs are moving whatever so like we get out of the car we like find some spare napkins we like kind of wave up the throw up and then like i'm in the back you seat are like 500 feet from the farm we're like still point. on the property um and so then like he throws up like we get back on the road and we're just kind of like okay like it's like now like a mission like we just need to get back to charlotte like this dog is clearly you know not adjusting well to leaving his mom whatever um and so he threw up like three more times on the drive we were like in a chick-fil-a parking lot like trying to get him like go to the bathroom on the side of the freeway um and we like finally make it back to charlotte and we like get out of the car and he like throws up again in the parking lot of my apartment. And we were like, what, like, what is up with this dog? Like, I thought he was supposed to be hardy. And so that was really when we knew like, okay, George is, is, is special. Like he has some quirks and, you know, three years later, he has more quirks than ever. Um, but, you know. So it was at that point, I mean, you know, you said yourself, it was like a little bit rash getting this dog. Were, at, did you think you had made a mistake? No. I, at various points while I've had him, I thought I've made a mistake, <laughs> but in that moment, no, like I was still in kind of like, like my, like, this is going to be so fun. Like I'm going to raise this puppy. Um, but we did quickly realize like we, we like, I think we like got home and we got lunch or something 
And we were like, we need to literally go to PetSmart right now because we need like barricades for him. Like I, I, I'd gotten a crate and I think maybe I'd gotten a playpen too, but like, it was not like, we were like, we need, we need dog gates, toys, something for him to sit in in the car if I need to take him in the car. So like, it was, it was like, we went and just bought like anything PetSmart had that was puppy branded. We were like, we probably need one of these. Um, and like, dad's, you, were like easy, you were an easy mark. We were so easy. And we're like, we have George who's like so tiny and pet smart and like, you're not supposed to put him on the ground because he's not fully vaccinated. So I'm like holding him. And I was like, we look so out of our league right now. Like they're probably like, what just happened to these people? We were like ashen. It's kind of amazing because I mean, the, the interchange at the farm was about 10 minutes. Right. And you walk yeah. away with this puppy and you're supposed to know what to do with it. So well, my one so- piece of advice, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but like the day you go get your dog, like just even if you don't plan to crate train them, like bring a crate because you have no idea like what their reaction is going to be. You've never met this dog before. Or I mean, maybe you've met, maybe you like went and like saw them when they were like six weeks old, whatever. But like you just have no idea how they're going to react the day you go to pick them up. So you get them home and now you're you're home alone with, with this puppy to train. How did that go? I just like remember because my husband didn't grow up with dogs. Like his, my in-laws have dogs now, but they have small dogs. And so I remember telling him like, well, you know, like I'm going to get this big, you know, burly yellow lab, which George ended up being kind of like a small yellow lab. But anyway, I was like, I'm going to get this big yellow lab. Like people don't like when like big dogs jump on them and like get all crazy. And like, I'm laughing because this is like George accosted someone today doing this. But um, so I was like, he needs to be really well trained. So like, I'm going to be really good about training him and like, whatever. And Drew's like, okay, cool. Like, good luck. Um, But the training was was more difficult than I thought it would be. I think a lot of the problems stemmed from the fact that George has a medically diagnosed obsession with water. Um, so for the first like 18 months of his life, he really did not enjoy eating his food. All he wanted was water. Like we've had him tested, nothing's wrong with him. But um, they say it's like OCD or whatever. Like he just loves the feeling of like drinking water and it's splashing on his face and whatever. Um, so like at all, everything you read about training a puppy, it's like use food, like, you know, give them like a piece of dog food and like, any like they said, whatever. And like George would like spit out the treats. Like he, like we tried so many different types of treats. We gave wet food, dry food, whatever. And like, it did not work. So I was like, okay, like he's obviously not food motivated. Like, I guess I can have like a spray bottle and like spray him with water anytime he does something good. Um, but that was really hard. So like we went through a couple different trainers um, and every dog trainer has a very different approach. You found the first trainer because I was home for two months and you were like, this is not going to work. Like George is so badly behaved. Well, I mean, did I use those words badly behaved? I think you had like a freak out and you were like, we need to get a trainer right now. It was like <laughs> after George like drained all like five toilets in the house. He Yes. Okay. So literally yeah. drank all the water from every single one of them. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. So yeah, you, you had a little stint where you left Charlotte, you came and you lived with us for a couple of months um, before you moved up to the New York area, but, and, and George was part of the package. And I, much like you, I romanticize this. My daughter is moving home. This is going to be so great because I'm like an empty nester. And I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't great having you home. And then you brought this little puppy. And of course I'm like, I love puppies. This is going to be great. I mean, I cannot imagine more of a mismatch between trying to get George to assimilate with our two dogs who have their own issues to begin with. Um, And it was, 
absolute chaos. It was utter chaos. We had, I had more someone was in tears like every day, like multiple times a day, us. mostly me, yes. like mostly yes. me, but other yes. people had their moments too. We did have moments. Well, and I mean, I literally had more baby gates when George was trying to live here with us, when you and George are trying to live here with us than I ever did when I had babies. I mean, it was crazy. Well, and then Meredith, my younger sister who got, a, a well, she calls him a silver lab. He's, he looks like kind of like a black lab. He also looks like part wolf. I'm not really sure what <laughs> actual breed is. He was marketed as a, uh, as a lab, but um who's massive like George is full grown now he's 75 pounds but he's like deceivingly heavy like I would say most people who look at him like don't think he's 75 pounds but he's all muscle he's so athletic um bear on the other hand is like over 100 pounds I don't think anyone's using the words athletic to describe (laughs) him but um he was home too because she came home for this was like the two months between like it was like November we were there for Thanksgiving and we left like right after Christmas. Um, but Meredith brought Bear home for the month of December. And so we had f- four dogs in the house. And it was like absolute chaos because Bear was like super Bear is like so chill. He's like a big oaf. He just wants to like slink around and like lay down and whatever. And like George does not stop moving. And so it was like we had to basically separate like the other three dogs could like play nice and relax and whatever. And then it was like, George had to just be separated from them. And he like did not like that. So it was constantly like rearranging dogs and bringing dogs to different rooms. And like, where else can we barricade an animal in this house? Like, it was so crazy. I I, I actually like can't believe we, we managed to do it. I can't believe we managed to do it either. I mean, I think I blocked most of it out, but Same. well, I mean, and more importantly, somehow in this entire process, your then boyfriend decided that he would marry you and George. I mean, George was part of the package, which I mean, Drew could have run away screaming. He he might still run away screaming. I mean, it's but... not too late. It's not too late. Maybe we're still in like the window to get an annulment. I don't know. So let's not give him any ideas. But um, I know. So we, while well, I left Dallas, because that's where you guys live now. Um, So we drove. It took us like three full days of driving um to get from Dallas to we live right outside New York but on the New Jersey side um and we like rented this car because I had all this stuff and so I was like I'm I don't need a car because we're in a very like urban area so I left my car at home at your guys's place we like rented an SUV we like loaded full of all of my stuff and then we like put George in the back seat with like a TV and like pots and pans and like anything I'd taken from my Charlotte apartment and we drive for like three days um, up to New Jersey. And like, I had to call the vet and I was like, I'm going on a long car ride. Like I have this dog that hates the car. Like, what should I do? And they were like, drug him. And they like gave me Trazodone, which is like doggy Xanax. So George was like mildly sedated the whole drive. He, he was actually, he was actually really good. Like he understood the assignment. He was like, mom and dad are stressed. Like I need to not make this any worse for them. Um, but he would like, we were like taking him out to go to the bathroom and like. Trazodone will do that to you. I mean, Trazodone helps you understand. Oh, the I was like, I want a Trazodone. Like I'm stressed. Like it's pouring down rain and we're driving like Louisiana. Like what's going on? Um, but yeah, so we made it up to New Jersey. We, I just like, the, I vividly remember we were like unpacking the car. And of course, like we're in like, we're in a city, like we're right across the river from New York city. Um, and there's like street parking and you have to parallel park and like there's a million people and like everyone's like so mean up here they're like honking their horn at you whatever so we're like unloading the car 
we're like in this new apartment that like we barely even saw like it was just, we were just like whatever will let us have like a 60 pound dog at that point like we will take um and so we're like unloading and we're like we just got in there we've been driving for three days and I was like doing something like I was trying to unpack the kitchen or something and like Drew had taken George like around the block and he like walks into the apartment and like lets George off his leash and I'm like bent over like unpacking a box and George like comes and like head butts me like head on because he's like so excited to like be in the new apartment and I literally just burst into tears and I was like I'm just feeling like a little overwhelmed right now and Drew is probably like I have made the biggest mistake of my entire life like I took this crazy person to New Jersey with me and her dog like what is wrong with me um so yeah it's, it's shocking that he stayed around yes and I mean and George I mean while he's still crazy you did go through some puppy phases. We went through every single puppy phase in the book. We went through like early puppy phase and then like the regressions and then the teenager phase. And I would say like, we're finally like 22 months in, 23 months in, wherever we're at right now. But like, we're finally at a good point where like, if we're status quo in the apartment, he has his routines, he goes on his walks. We take the same route because we can't go one direction because he thinks we're going to the dog park. It's like a whole thing. Like, if we stick to that, like, we're in a good place. He's calm. So why, why can't you take him to the dog park? Because he goes absolutely batshit crazy the entire walk there. And it looks like I'm, like, I'm, like, restraining him or something. Like, he pulls on his harness so hard. He's, like, so excited. He's, like, rabid. Like, panting the entire, like, four blocks till we get to the dog park. And then we get there and, like, well, first of all, in the summer, they have a water fountain. So it's, like, unlimited water. So he, he won't play with any dogs. He just stands there drinking the water. And he gets so bloated and it's like not good for them to be bloated. So I was like, okay, well, we can't go in the summer, but we can still go in the fall and the winter. But then the problem in the fall and the winter is like everyone brings um, tennis balls. And so you're like throwing the ball for your dog, which is great when you have like a dog that knows how to drop. But I don't. So he just takes the ball, like other people's balls, like they're not even ones I brought and just will stand in the corner, like holding it in his mouth. And then it's time for the other owner to leave. And like, I'm trying to get them their ball back. And I'm like, literally like, hand down George's throat like trying to get the ball away and like it's just it's it's actually really traumatic so we yeah we don't go to the dog park anymore but here it's lovely for people whose dogs can can handle nice things well maybe maybe someday George will graduate to be able to go to the dog park um he also has a bit of an issue when you have to take him to the vet which is quite frequently George has a lot of maladies a lot of weird medical things seem to happen to George and I know your vet up there has some some specific rules for George yeah so we're we're kind of a problem family at actually most places in the town we live in that we're just you know most people know George random people on the street like when my husband's walking him he'll be like he'll come home and he'll be like oh like do you know so-and-so like they knew George and I was like no but it, it doesn't surprise me they know George he's pretty well known around here but um yeah so the vet after many times of it being a problem did you know they we started off with one one drug they were like you need to give him trazodone before you bring him in like we're not able to like give him his shots or whatever because he's so crazy um and then so I was like okay like that's fine like we we do trazodone in this house like no problem and so we go for like his next six month checkup or he needed some vaccine or whatever and so I give him his trazodone like two hours before 
the walk was fine. I was like, this is, this is going to be fine. And we get there and like, they're, we're in the room with him. They're like trying to do his, they're like looking at his teeth and his ears and whatever. And he's losing it. Um, and the vet's like, oh, like, I thought we had discussed like giving him trazodone. And I was like, no, like I gave him the trazodone two hours ago. Like he has been trazodoned. And they're like, okay, well, next time you bring him in, you need to give him two trazodones and two gabapentins. And I was like, what the hell is a gabapentin? And they're like, it's a mild sedative. And so I was like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I'm not above it. Like, I do have to walk this dog to and from the vet because, you know, it's, it's, we don't have a car or Drew has a car, but I don't have one. And so I'm like, okay, like, that's, that's fine. Like, am I going to be able to walk him? And they're like, yeah, it's like pretty mild. Like, he's just kind of going to be like out of it. And so we go the next time and I give him the trazodone and the gabapentin and we get there and like, they're all like stunned. They're like, how does this dog like still have the capacity to like be moving this much? And I'm like, you guys, you told me the dosage, the timing. I I, I followed the instructions. Like, just keep giving me things to give him. Like, I, I, I'm one of those moms. Like, it, it's fine. Like, he can be as drugged as you need him to be. So yeah, he has a lot of a lot of problems. We most recently spent two thousand um, dollars two weekends ago because the vet thought he had like a, a bowel blockage, um, so we had to take him to the emergency vet and they sedated him to do an X ray and blood work. And I was like freaking out because I was like, wait, okay, I mean this dog's insane, but like I love him. Like, what if something happens to him? Um, and it turned out he was totally fine. The only thing the two thousand dollar X ray found was that he was going to have impending diarrhea. Um, How'd that work out? it, it was traumatic. I'm actually still not over it. I I had, it, it was a catalyst to have me reach out to a therapist. I was like, you know, I'm a pretty anxious person. Like I, I could benefit from talking to someone regardless. And like the trauma that weekend caused me, like, I was like, you know what, it's time. And I, I reached, I, I went, I went to therapy this morning for the first time. And she, I was like, I have this dog, like he, he's probably a source of a lot of my anxiety. So, I mean, we're going to unpack it more in the future sessions, but yes. it was, it, it, it was awful. And the vet even offered to like hospitalize him. They're like, medically, he doesn't need it, but like, this is really bad. Like it, it was, I thought we were going to have to like burn our apartment down. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, a lot of, like, lot of like, cleaning pu- happened. puppy diapers were bought from Target. Were, I, I actually, I forgot to ask you, did you ever use the puppy diapers? No, luckily, like the combination of drugs they gave him at the emergency vet, like did slow down just the constant leakage that was coming out. But the diapers were bought. We like put down, like I I do a lot of DIY projects in our apartment. We like put down like a paint tarp. We put down towels, like every inch was covered. But so yeah, the diapers weren't, didn't end up being necessary, but you know, just good to know in case anyone needs them. They make them in like five different sizes. They have little holes for the tail. I have raised (laughs) many a dogs. I the word, the combination of doggy and diaper, I've never even heard that. So this is- It's because this you've is never raised a George. That's true. I mean, there, there's been some craziness, but I had no idea there were doggy diapers. But that brings us to, um, you know, George doesn't sound cheap. I mean, having a dog is not free. No. And I mean, I, well, I guess I'd be interested to hear your perspective because I, I guess like I remember going to the vet with our dogs growing up and like Sunny, our, our yellow lab, definitely like tore his ACL, but we didn't, it didn't end up needing to like have surgery or whatever. But 
I feel like. Well, wait, Maddie, correction. Sonny tore his ACL and the doctor told me they could do surgery on it or he could limp around and it would heal itself eventually. And with three kids who were also in braces, guess which option I chose? Yes. Limping and body heal thyself was perfectly acceptable for Sonny. So your straight teeth are why Sonny had to limp around and not have ACL surgery. Well, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, you know, we, we've, we've had the runaround before, like most things. And I feel like too, it's like how I'm starting to be about myself now that I'm paying for my own health insurance. I'm like, you know what, this rash will probably go away or like, you know what, like it's probably food poisoning. Like I don't need to go to the doctor. Um, I'm going to start taking that approach with George. Like it's, it's probably just going to work itself out because Every time we set foot in the vet, it's it's no less than like six hundred dollars. Yeah, like it, it's just shocking. And I mean, I will say what, and I know people have different viewpoints on this. I do appreciate that the vet they tell you upfront what it's going to cost, which I get. Like, okay, like this if this is like your companion, whatever. Like you you should not like you should be doing the treatment, whatever. But like I appreciated that they told me the X ray was going to be two thousand dollars. Like if I didn't think he needed it, like I. I obviously wouldn't have done it. Like I was like, okay, like this, we have pet insurance. We can get into that. Like it does cover a lot of stuff, Um, but they're very upfront. They're like, this is going to be expensive. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, that's one thing you have, you're going to have to make those choices, right? I mean, you can't go down every rabbit hole um, of medical, you know, testing. We've said, I mean, we've said no to a lot of things for our dogs before. I mean, but I think it's a little bit, we didn't get dogs till after we had kids. I mean, I had dogs growing up, but having a dog growing up, you actually have no idea what it's like having a dog when you have a dog growing up. No idea. Because you're the kid and you're not like the parent trying to take care of the kids and the dog. So um, I would say we're pretty minimalist when it comes to, um, you know, vet services for our dogs. But But I think there's a difference though. Like, and I know like I I was in high school when Sonny was like at the end of his life. He, he, I mean, he had a great life. Like he, we, we, you know, had to put him down when he was like 14 and the vet was like, this is the oldest lab I've, I've like treated or whatever. But he definitely, when he was getting older, had a different set of issues than you have as a puppy. Like George had all of the like toddler injuries. They're like, he's breaking out in hot spots. Like, what do you, you like? The only way a hot spot goes away is if you get him, get the area shaved and like whatever. Yeah. Like, and he has like worms. And obviously, like, you have to treat the worms. Some of this is like, we live in a very urban area and like he picks it up at doggy daycare and the sidewalks and whatever. But I don't think we've had anything where I've been like, we don't need to check that out. It's not like he has like a random lump and I'm like, what is this or whatever? It's all like injuries. I'm like, okay, like I can physically see what's wrong. Like, okay, like it needs to get fixed, whatever. Right. Right. No, I agree. But what do you think about pet insurance? Because that's something we've never had. We've never even considered it, but I know it's pretty popular today. Yeah. We we've had it since I've gotten George. Um, It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. I will say like having just gone through like a very expensive that visit, like, I mean, you're always going to want to get more back, but I definitely feel like we've gotten our money's worth now from this year. Like the vet bill ended up being like a little over $2,000. We got a little over a thousand back. Um, and that was like, we had not used it at all for the year. So some of that was our deductible we had to pay. Um, so definitely like in a year where something goes wrong, it's super worth it. The previous years, we've definitely maxed out the benefits as well. Like like I said earlier, George had like a couple hot spots, which are really common in labs, especially in the summer. So like we had to get those taken care of. Um, he's gotten worms a couple of times from his doggy daycare, like parasites, you know, different types. 
but for the average, just like, oh, my dog goes like every six months for vaccines or whatever. Like, I, I don't think it's worth it for that. Like, it's really not covering like his Bordetella and, you know, other stuff. That's just like, you're just paying out of pocket regardless. Right. What, what are, what's your budget for George? How do you budget for him? I mean, it, we blow it every month. Um, but I mean, ideally we look, and again, like this is great for someone considering it a dog. Like we don't send him to dog daycare every day. He, we don't have a dog walker every day. Like my husband's, um, he does freelance, uh, sports broadcasting. So he has a much more flexible schedule and it's usually like when he has an event or a game or whatever he's doing, like, you know, George only needs to be in his crate for like two or three hours before I get home from my day job. And so we were very lucky in that sense. Um, but I mean, we budget like $500 a month because, you know, he's 75 pounds. I don't even get him like farmer's dog or Ollie or whatever. We get him like Farina Pro, which is just regular dry food. But it's like, I think it's $90 a month for the amount of food he needs. And then, you know, we get him like, he's, he's still, I mean, he's gotten much better and he's settled down, but he still needs that like engagement in the morning and night, like a Kong or like some type of puzzle feeder feeder or whatever. And so like we're spending money every month on like treats or, or extras outside of just his regular, like twice a day food. Um, the pet insurance is, I think we pay $60 a month, which again, like in the grand scheme of things, like is, is not breaking the bank. But when you couple it with the fact that, you know, there are one or two days a week, maybe that he does need to go to doggy daycare. And then if we're traveling on the weekends, like, I mean, that adds up quickly. It's like the boarding. Um, Cause it's like, I think it's, I think the place he goes, it's like $80 a night, but I mean, I would give my life for his doggy daycare and his boarding place. Like I've taken him to his boarding place and I've been like, I'm so sorry. Like, can you wipe down his hotspot like twice a day? And they're like, yeah, like no worries. Like we love George. And I'm like, you people are like my heroes. Like I cannot thank you enough. That's good. That's good that you have them. That's part of your team, right? That's part it's of my it. village. It takes, it's my dog. It takes village. a village. I mean, it does take a village to raise, raise a dog. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about you are, you live in an area where people bring their dogs everywhere. I have a lot of feelings about like people bringing their dogs with them everywhere. I understand you got to yeah. walk the dog, but just the other day I was literally at Nordstrom at the mall in like a suburban area. And there's a couple with like, each of them had a dog with them. Like one of them was a big dog too. There was a big in dog. Nordstrom? And, oh yeah, just strolling through Nordstrom shopping. And so I just, I feel like, and I think maybe this has changed a bit because dogs have now become much more integrated, I think, into people's families, which is great. I, I think that's wonderful within the home, but this idea around bringing your dog everywhere with you. And I can't think of anything that captures it more than this idea around the doggy stroller. I just don't understand. Like, again, I live in the suburban area. Why are people going on walks with their dog in the stroller? Yeah, I I don't really understand that. Like, I, I again, like, I don't love the doggy stroller. I just don't have a use I for it. I can see you might. I mean, maybe if your dog is, you're, you had to get your dog, like you, you got to get, you got to get George to the vet. I mean, you're not going to put George in a stroller. They don't have a stroller big enough, but. Yeah. It would be like a, a wagon, but yes, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely up here. And I think they actually like in the town we live in, I think they actually like passed some law recently because a lot of the like coffee shops and restaurants with outdoor seating that you go to, like enough says like state of New Jersey doesn't let us let 
non-service animals in because it used to be like at the coffee shop around the corner from us, which we love, like we go to all the time. You used to just be able to have your dog in there. And it wasn't a service dog. It was dogs like George where, you know, that's not what they've trained for. Like mm-hmm. they're in, and I, I am like a dog lover, like to my core. Like I love dogs. I love other people's dogs, like whatever. But like, if I'm, if I'm at somewhere that's not like a dog park or a, even just like a regular city park or a sidewalk or whatever, like if I'm in an establishment, like enjoying something like a coffee or I'm getting away from my crazy dog, like I don't want to be jumped on and barked on like barked at by your dog, like in a, you know, establishment. Like it's one thing on the street if you're like, you know, some dog sniffing you or you stop and pet a dog, whatever. But I I do think there needs to be a line drawn between like their animals, like they may be perfect in your home, but like, I just know, like I have a dog that has the personality type that if he's outside of anything in his day to day, like he's losing his shit. Like if he's in the coffee shop, he'd be like jumping on the counter He'd be like trying to jump on all the people, like little kids, like whatever, not in like a vicious way. He's like the friendliest dog and like is super friendly and like good with kids. But I still wouldn't feel comfortable like exposing him to all those people. Well, and I think even so, I mean, there's very well-trained dogs out there, but I just feel like unless it's a true service dog, I mean, absolutely service dogs should be, you know, they are allowed everywhere and they're providing valuable, often life-saving support for their um, owners. But even a very, very well-trained non-service dog, I I just don't think should be in um, inside of a restaurant or a coffee shop or even a shopping mall. I just... I, I have no, seen I some unfortunate incidents. I've seen people out with their dogs and they don't get along with other dogs. The dog has an accident. I mean, this is well beyond what people should be expected to deal with out of the store. And I don't think it's necessarily like a big dog versus small dog problem. Like George is obviously, you know, he takes up a fair amount of space, 75 pounds. He jumps and he sniffs around, whatever. Like I'm not pretending like he he's not a large dog, but I will say I've been in plenty of places where there have been really freaking annoying little dogs too like yeah they may be in your purse whatever but like they're yapping or they're like whatever and I'm like this this is annoying like yes they're taking up no additional space you're holding them or whatever but like your dog doesn't have the personality to be sitting at this coffee shop with you like just just leave them at home or or go through a get a to-go coffee or something like it's just it's so interesting well and that brings us back to the question from the top of the podcast right what's the difference or how does it compare having a puppy versus having a baby? Now, a baby, you got to bring with you, right? Maddie, you do know this, right? You can't just leave a baby oh, okay. at home Obviously, for a coffee. Yeah. But what if I mean, I'm leaving with it like it's dad? That's fine. Of course, you can leave it with a caregiver, but you're not going to just like put the baby in his crib and get his or her crib and go get coffee. Um, we'll cover these things when you reach that point. But um, I mean, I do know a lot of people will say, oh, having a dog has prepared me for having kids. I would say if you don't have kids uh, or have a child and you get a dog, I do think there's a level of responsibility it instills in you, right? You have to be on Mm -hmm. a schedule. You're thinking about someone's needs other than your own. Um, You know, you can't just like, you know, go work 12, 15 hours, not get home on time, all those things. So yes, it does start to help you understand what that level of responsibility is going to be. That's where it ends, right? I mean, raising Mm -hmm. a child is very different. I mean, just from you explaining when you went to get George, right? So, I mean, the level- Obviously, I didn't give 
birth to George. Right. I mean, but that's the thing is it's like, I, well, I hope not. In case um, you were wondering. I'm, I'm not wondering, but I mean, listen, to, who knows with today what, what things can happen. But um, <laughs> Wait, have you seen the people who Photoshop their dog's faces onto like ultrasound photos? I can't, I can't even, um, but no, I mean, I think so. Yes. Raising a baby is very different. And I, depending on how long this podcast goes on and how, where your life takes you, maybe one day we'll be talking about how you feel the differences between a puppy and a baby. I don't want to be that, you know, that, um, that mom. That's yeah. Like, don't well, be that, a Karen. I'm not going to be a Karen. I'm not, not going to be like, just wait until you have a kid. You have no idea. I'm not like that at all. But I will say having a puppy is a level of responsibility. I mean, yeah. I've seen both you and Meredith, my other daughter go through, I shouldn't say just my other, I mean, I have another daughter, but um, you and Meredith go through raising puppies essentially on your own, living on your own. You don't live by us, you don't live by each other. And it's a huge responsibility. Yes. So I think in terms of, you know, stepping up the responsibility level, yeah. um, you can't be as spontaneous and things like that. So I think that's, that's certainly something to consider. I think my argument would be someone who has raised a puppy has not raised a kid, but I, I was like a babysitter, you know, for many years, like I've, I've dealt with small children before. I would say my argument for raising like a true puppy, like eight to 15 weeks old or whatever, in some ways, like the the demands are, are fairly similar. Like they're not potty trained. You're taking them out every hour or so. Like, and a baby, like a baby can't chew through drywall. Like George chewed through drywall. Like, yes, you can leave them in their crate, but like they have to be contained at all times. Like, and you're not like, oh, my, my, I'm holding my sleeping baby. It's like, you're holding them and they're like wriggling and like whatever. So it's like, in some ways, like, I feel like the, the, the physical aspect, it's like if a baby could like run 15 miles an hour and you're like chasing after it. True. I mean, I think the, the regimentation, the schedule, things like yeah. that. Yes. There are, there are some similarities, but I cannot wait to revisit this topic. No, I'm sure I'm going to have a, joy. I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to be like, what was I thinking? Like, I'm going to raise seven more puppies. Yes. Yes. That's okay. That's called life. You always have to look back. It's just like, but you said it yourself. It's like, you thought you were going to have this like idealized version. Like when you got George as a puppy and you've been a bit schooled. Well, now I feel like I'm, I'm in, I know like I got married in October. It's now like we're recording this in May. It's going to come out in June, but, um, you know, we've been married for like seven months and people are starting to be like, when are you having kids or whatever? And I feel like just, I'm, I'm just starting to overcome the trauma of raising a puppy. So I'm like, it, it's going to be a minute, like, cause I'm prepared now for like man to man combat when I like have a baby. I'm like, I, I, mean, I just, just know how difficult it's going to be. Yes. I mean, to clarify, I'm not asking you when you're having a kid. Yes, you are. <laughs> I mean, maybe I didn't just, get it maybe, on audio, maybe, but yes, maybe for are. planning purposes, but I'm not, there's no pressure. No pressure. You're not like, when am I going to be a grandma? Well, I mean, I am curious when I'm going to be a grandma, but you're not, you're not my only, you know, horse in this race to become a grandma. I know. So you just never know. You that's, never know. That's true. Um, well, okay. So Manny, you know, as we are, are doing these podcast episodes, one of the things we definitely want to um, talk about when it applies is, you know, what some things that we're loving, some things that are making life easier. We're trying to be so our influencer era. Our, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, but what are some of the products that you have used with George that you really felt were like life-saving? I know, I know you and dad bought out PetSmart when George was a puppy because you were any of those good things that you bought. 
Um, I mean, he shredded most things we got, like the bed and the stuffed toys. Now we can only do like the industrial strength Kong, um, like rubber toys. So that's really fun to to play with. But um, I think I would say my my biggest product and my biggest recommendation if you're getting a dog of any size would be to crate train. It's like the best thing we did. It was not necessarily easy. Like, and it's it's like you have to kind of do whatever it is. Like people say with their babies, like cry it out method. Like you have to do it with the dog, which I will say, and I don't, I know there's so many opinions on sleep training, whatever. I can only say my experience with a dog is like, you have to do it. Like it, it's so painful and they're going to cry and bark and whine, but like, you have to just tell them like you are in this crate at some point, like once they can kind of hold their bladder, like don't do it the first couple of weeks you get them. But I remember we had come home to Dallas and I was still getting up overnight to let George out. And you were like, you're in, you're in a home, like you're in, you're not in your apartment anymore. Like there's some extent of like, you know, you want to be respectful to your neighbors when you're in an apartment, like don't let your dog cry all night, but you're like, just leave him in the laundry room all night. And like, he'll be in his crate. He's going to be fine. Um, and it, it worked like after that, like he slept through the night. And so I would say get a crate, um, one that could kind of grow with them too. Like, you know, kind of, it, it sucks when like you're living in an apartment, like we have, we're, we're in a one bedroom apartment. We have a massive crate, but get one they, that you can grow with or they can, it can grow with them. So that would be my biggest recommendation. My other one would be like, find like a brand of like treats or, or chewy sticks or whatever, like you're going to give your dog for entertainment and just like, just get it every time. Because I realized, you know, like constantly trying to be like oh is there something better out there should I give them like it, it upsets their stomach to change the toys it gets expensive mm-hmm. trying new things like they might not like it whatever so like if you find something your dog likes like just go with it whether that's what we used to do which was sticking a baby bell cheese and a kong for him and let him have at it like just you know no shame you gotta do what you gotta do well okay so one time when I was visiting you I didn't realize that George owned the whole baby bell cheese stash in your fridge and I think I I actually was going to treat myself to baby you. bell and I was like just unwrapping the baby <laughs> bell I mean he was death staring me and I was like what is even happening I just was going to eat this piece of cheese but clearly those were George's cheese so, Yeah well um, and before people leave us like angry comments I'm sure it's like not good to give your dog a baby bell twice a day like we no longer do it following the $2000 vet visit he now okay dog appropriate food um but it did get us through a solid year of like that was his mental stimulation was getting the baby bell out of the kong oh my gosh so is that is is it true you're not supposed to give him baby bell cheese i mean i think i think dogs can i mean don't quote me i think small amounts of like low fat cheese like not like a soft like it has to be hard cheese like like a low fat cheddar like don't be giving your dog like feta or some soft cheese (laughs) but um I think, I think it's like not going to kill him. Um, but I don't think it, probably in the amount we are giving him, I probably, it's probably not recommended. Probably not recommended. I gotcha. Well, and I think the other thing, what I would say the essential like must have for raising puppies and we have it here and we've had it at different times, but I think you alluded to it. It's that who is that either dog walker or Mm -hmm. that the vet or the boarding, the day play. We're really fortunate where we are now because our dogs 
their groomer, the day play, the boarding vet is all in one location. Yeah. It is honestly the best thing ever because if we really go out nice. of town, we bring them there. And while they're there, they can get groomed. They can see the vet. It's just, it's like one-stop shopping. Um, it's obviously not free and that's, you know, but again, you know, you're paying for that convenience, but that has been really, really helpful um, to have that all in one spot. And I know you, you really love, you know, your people, your day play people and dog walking people. Yeah, no, you need your village. But yeah, this, I mean, this was like, so fun, but equally kind of triggering having to re-talk about George's um, stomach issues from two weeks ago. So need another therapy session real quick. Okay. Well, yeah. Talk to your therapist about that. But yeah, I mean, if you're, hopefully you've enjoyed our our first episode. Um, I know we, I mean, I can't speak for you, mom, but I had a lot of fun recording this for the second time with my audio issues. But um, yeah, we'd love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening. Even if you're not enjoying the show, you know, you can give us some constructive criticism. It won't make me cry. I yeah maybe maybe skip that constructive criticism let's keep it positive let's, okay let's be a, okay don't give us a, a source of po- let's give a source let's be a source of positivity well you know th- this has been very fun Manny I what do I care I mean I get to talk to my daughter and any mother is going to be very happy to spend time with their adult daughter so I get on this podcast whenever you want you can also check us out on Instagram we're at the millennial and the mom and the former teacher and me just wants to point out that millennial has it's two L's in the middle, two N's and an L at the end, but you got to spell I came spell up with the right. name and I, I can't spell, like I spell millennial right. wrong anytime I type it. Okay. So you got to be able to spell millennial to find us on Instagram. Um, but yes, we are really excited to have you back next week. We got another topic on our minds. We got so many topics. I think, um, isn't, isn't our catchphrase, Maddie, we're experts in nothing but opinions about everything. Yeah, because we we are not experts in anything. But yes, we have an opinion on quite literally everything, whether it affects everything. us or not. Yeah, true. So yeah, come back next week. Check us out. Um, and well, I guess, you know, TTYL, mom. See you later. TTYL? It's it's not even cool anymore to say that. You don't know what TTYL is. The Gen Z's are probably I, I, cringing. I have to process it. Talk to you later. Gotcha. Yes. Talk to you later. Okay. Talk to you later, Maddie. Bye. Bye, mom.